if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is, and a good morning to you. Thanks for being with us. We get started now at eight minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Wednesday, the eighth morning of the seventh month of the year of our Lord, 2020. Coming up on the program today, I have just one guest, but we're going to feature him for an entire hour because he needs that much time. In fact, he has spent hours and hours and hours and hours trying to educate the people of the state of Ohio, about the lies and the disinformation campaign being pushed and spread every single day by Governor Mike DeWine and his team when it comes to the coronavirus in the state of Ohio. Jack Windsor has been uh, just the most intrepid reporter that you will see. He is reporting and exposing the lies of DeWine and the entire Ohio Department of Health, whether it was led by Dr. Labcoat or the lawyer, Dr. Labcoat or the, or the lawyer. That's Those are the two individuals that we have to, to speak, uh, speak about. Uh, they have lied time and time again. And now that we have a new color-coded system telling which counties are going to die first and which ones are on the verge of dying after that, etc., etc., the lies continue to get worse. Jack is digging into the numbers, looking behind the numbers, and telling the truth. And he's going to talk to us at 10.10 this morning for a full hour. We're going to have Jack, uh, 10.05, 10.10, we're going to have Jack Windsor on. Uh, to answer questions from you and to also, like I said, to kind of illustrate the reality of the situation because we are completely being played. We are being lied to and uh, the dictatorial uh, edicts of the uh, of the executives in charge uh, are just getting worse and worse and worse. Our lives, as we know, I won't make this, you know, although I can... Apologies for just the confusing thought here in my head. I was going to say our lives are in jeopardy, but I didn't want to sound like they are when, you know, in terms of lethal uh, measures, uh, actual mortality. I mean to say our lifestyles are in jeopardy. But now I think about it, I mean it that way. Our lives literally are in jeopardy as well, as more and more people suffer from depression and suffer financial difficulties and anxiety and things uh, caused by lockdowns, by jobs being gone, by hours being reduced, etc. There are more and more people killing themselves. So really, our lives are in jeopardy in a literal and in a figurative way. 
So uh, we'll stumble there, but I think they were both accurate, so I'm glad we worked our way through that. So that's coming up at uh, 10.05 roughly this morning. Jack Windsor will talk about the Chinese coronavirus and the reality. And by the way, when I say that our lifestyles are changing or are in jeopardy here, this is what I mean. A health expert from Johns Hopkins University has made a statement. Eric Toner, senior scholar, Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security who specializes in pandemic preparedness and has met with your government officials and officials all over the world, for that matter, about viral outbreaks such as the Chinese coronavirus, is saying this. I think that mask wearing and some degree of social distancing we will be living with, hopefully living with happily, for several years. This is literally what he said. Not several more weeks, several years. That you're going to have to cover your face and keep away from contact with other human beings. So when I tell you that your life and your lifestyle are both in jeopardy here, I mean it. And I mean it very literally. Because we cannot live as a people... We cannot live in fear of human contact with others. We cannot do it. And they're talking about making that the new normal. And I'm waiting for other scientific experts and medical experts to come out and refute this guy. But as of now, his statement stands. And my question to you is, are you willing to live like this for years to come? I asked this on Facebook this morning. Hiding your faces, separated from human contact, forbidden from being in a crowd, Unless, of course, it's a protest, then the virus knows this is righteous. This is a righteous crowd, so we're not going to, the, the virus isn't going to attack now. But literally, he is saying for years to come, with social distancing and masking ourselves, no crowds, no games, no concerts, no conventions, no school in person on a full-time basis, no parties, Social distancing and masking for years to come, they are warning. And dare I add at the end of that, no freedom. What are you prepared to do to fight that? That's something that Jack and I will talk about. I do want to spend this hour, however, talking about the state of our country as it pertains, once again, to race relations. And the fact that race relations have morphed into something a lot worse, something a lot larger. It is a political movement now. The organization called Black Lives Matter, with its uh, intense condemnation on all things white, have expanded their attacks to include all things white-regulated, all things white-founded, including our economy and including the system of government by which we operate. In the United States of America, the greatest nation in the history of human civilization, the greatest nation for freedom, the greatest nation for good, the greatest force for good in the history of human civilization. It is um, it is being condemned by Black Lives Matter, not because they want equality for black lives, not because they even want justice for black lives. It is being condemned, America's foundational institutions, they are being condemned because they want to literally destroy the United States. And I'm not exaggerating that. This is not hyperbole. You understand 
This is reality. This is their verbalization of the of the situation at hand. Take for example, Democrat Representative Jihad Omar. Sometimes goes by Ilhan, sometimes goes by Mrs. My Brother. But Democratic Representative Jihad Omar is calling not just for reform of the criminal justice system on the on behalf of the Black Lives Matter Marxist organization. She's calling for literally dismantling the United States, the economy, and the political system. Destroy the United States and start over. These aren't my interpretations of her words. These are her words. As long as our economy and political systems prioritize profit without considering who is profiting, who is being shut out, we will perpetuate this inequality. So we cannot stop at criminal justice system. We must begin the work of dismantling the whole system of oppression wherever we find it. A member of the United States Congress says that the American economy and the political system are part of the system of oppression, and as such, they must be dismantled. The United States economy, the capitalist economy, that again has been the model of the for the entire world to follow. Anybody who tries and seeks to achieve liberty for people, opportunity for people, they follow this capitalist model. And the American left, led by people like Jihad Omar, and Black Lives Matter organizers wants to tear the entire town. People have been fighting, struggling, saving, sometimes breaking the law, sometimes putting their lives at risk to get out of their countries to come to this country. You don't see very many people who are American by birth growing up with an opportunity to succeed unlike any other place on earth, flocking to the airports or to the, uh, to the docks to hop a flight or a boat to get out of here and go live somewhere else. You don't see that happening very often. In fact, what you do see is people around the globe, 190 countries strong, trying so hard to get into the United States to pursue what we have always known as the American dream. There is no such thing as the British dream. There's no such thing as the German dream. There's no such thing as the Nordic dream. There's no such thing as the Venezuelan dream or the Russian dream or the African dream or any other dream on any other continent in any other country in the world. Worldwide, it is known as the American dream because this is the only place that allows you unfettered access to everything, to education, to employment, to advancement to opportunity. This is the greatest nation on earth for the forward mobility of human beings. The upward mobility and the forward mobility of human beings. And it always has been. And now they want to tear it down. Economically and politically, tear down this country and start it over. And what, pray tell, would this country look like if they got a chance to start it over? Once again, you don't have to listen to my words. We can listen to their words. Black Lives Matter 
has sponsoring or is promoting and hoping that they get a congressional sponsor a new piece of legislation called the Breathe Act. It has been put together and promoted by the likes of Black Lives Matter co-founder um, Patrice Colors or Colors, and I'm not sure how she pronounces it. I don't really care. It's C-U-L-L-O-R-S. I don't really care. But there was a massive AP article about this this morning that describes what the Breathe Act does. They're calling it a modern-day Civil Rights Act. But the reality of it is, it is not a Civil Rights Act because it doesn't grant rights. It removes rights from some people in the United States of America while promoting and expanding rights and privileges to other individuals. In other words, it's an attempt to flip the script. It's an attempt to go to take this country from what they believe to be inequality of minorities to the overall superiority of minorities over the majority. And we're talking just simply in terms of demographic numbers. Racial minorities would be gaining massive amounts of power and suffering fewer um, uh, consequences of bad actions in the United States of America than the majority, the racial majority, in other words, whites, the evil white oppressors who have, of course, been to blame for all of the problems in the United States and around the world. This Breathe Act is devastating devastating almost as bad in a different way as the new uh, the green new deal put forth by alexandria ocasio-cortez and her band of bumbling idiots it's dangerous i'm going to share some of that with you and we're also going to share with you exactly what the black lives matter organization really really believes don lemon of cnn night before last laid it all out in a conversation with Terry Crews, who is warning about not seeking equality but seeking superiority. Who is warning about that? And he essentially got Don Lemon to admit that Black Lives Matter isn't really about black lives. I'm going to play that for you. And, of course, I want to hear from you at 216-901-0945. Right back. All right, it's uh, 925. Let me share some of this with you. First, I want to go into Don Lemon, night before last, talking with Terry Crews. And more specifically, I want you to listen to Terry Crews. Terry Crews, of course, very prominent actor, uh, host of America's Got Talent, the uh, top uh, reality reality show that's on uh, uh, television today. Uh, very widely respected and loved by everybody, black and white, prior to his um, becoming an Uncle Tom, I, I would say. At least that's what those who believe black Americans, uh, African Americans, cannot think for themselves and do not toe the Democrat liberal party line. They call them Uncle Toms, as featured in Larry Elder's movie. But Terry Crews telling Don Lemon about the problem of Black Lives Matter's goal of racial superiority rather than equality. When I, when I describe this, when you look in the city of Chicago, there are nine children who died by gun violence, by black-on-black gun violence with uh, from June 20th all the way to today. And you're talking about even with the Atlanta child murders, there were 28 kids who, were, who died during, in two years. You're talking about a month, and you have nine black kids. And 
The Black Lives Matter movement has said nothing about this. What does kind that of have thing? to do you with know? equality, though, Terry? I have to. Tell, I don't understand what that has to do with equality because they're they're. Listen, there's crime. There are people in those communities who are. Those people aren't just being nonchalant about about gun violence. I lived in Chicago. There are many people who are working in those communities to try to get rid of the gun violence. Is the gun culture in this in this country? Are it, you listening? To the dishonesty of this biggest piece of human flotsam on American television, Don Lemon. Are you listening to him? He will never even address what Terry Crews is talking about. The fact that black lives are being taken to the tune of 7,000 plus per year by other black people. And Don Lemon won't mention the word black. He says it's gun violence, it's gun culture, gun, 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 blaming the item being used in the killings rather than the killers that Terry Crews is talking about. This man has absolutely zero intellectual honesty. Is prevalent, but I don't understand what that has to do with a movement that's for equality for black people. It's, it, it, there, it's not mutually exclusive that if you care about equality for black people that somehow you're going to stop um, random violence or unfortunately kids from being shot. It just seems like apples and oranges. Get them you know, it, it, it's not that way. You know, this is the thing, Don. You know, black people need to hold other black people accountable. I said this the same thing. This is a, a, the black America's version of the Me Too movement. If anything is going to change, we ourselves need to look at our own communities and look at each other and say, this thing cannot go down. And, and this is the thing, too. There are a lot of great, great people there who are held hostage, who are held hostage by people who literally are, are, are running these neighborhoods with violence and then claiming that Black Lives Matter. When you look at the parents of these little kids who are mentioning, saying, hey, man, why aren't they speaking up for me, too? And, and this is what I'm saying. It's, when I look at... This whole thing about, you know, it's about who is controlling the narrative. It's, not, it, it's got to be all Black Lives Matter. And what's happened is that because I even challenged it, because I even questioned and warned okay, people, Terry, I, I became sick. Like I, if I, I told get you it. to wear a mask. But Terry, it, they tried to cancel Terry Crews for daring to say that all black lives have to matter, not just the ones that were taken in confrontations with police officers. And Don Lemon will not hear that. And that's when Don Lemon admitted this isn't about all black lives. Black Lives Matter is about police brutality and systemic racism. That's what Black Lives Matter is about. It is not about all black lives. Terry Crews pinned him to the ground. And then yesterday on Hannity, civil rights attorney, another black man, Leo Terrell, counted him out black lives was exposed last night by don lemon why because you know what don lemon admitted they don't care about crime at all in the cities of chicago or any of these big cities they don't care about a police officer being shot and killed don lemon said on tv that black lives only cares if a police officer is involved in a shooting so i want every democrat to hear that watch the video Black life is only concerned about a few individuals, and they don't care about the black lives like that seven-year-old girl in Chicago or the six-year-old in New York. More importantly, black life is instrumental, and ultimate goal is to tear down the American institution. Leo Terrell laying out what I said to you before, what you heard from Ilhan Omar. 
Black Lives Matter is not about equality for blacks or for saving black lives. It is a political organization aimed at destroying American institutions, like our economy and our political system, which we heard from Representative Jihad Omar. I got more for you coming up after the news. AM 1420, The Answer. Okay, it's 935. We continue on AM 1420, The Answer. Coming up at 1010, roughly, 1005, 1010, we're going to talk to Jack Windsor, WMFD television reporter and intrepid reporter who is uh, working to expose the truth about what's going on with the Chinese coronavirus in Ohio and the ridiculous um, lies, quite frankly, the dishonesty being put forth by uh, Governor Mike DeWine and his minions uh, in Columbus every day. Uh, he is on his way back to ordering another shutdown in the state of Ohio. You can see it. You can, you can read the tea leaves. Uh, if you are being honest with yourself, he is starting the uh, greasing the wheels to put them in motion to shut down this state again. Uh, there's just no two ways about it. There's no other justification for his ridiculous color coding system. That is indeed taking counties that are experiencing exactly zero new high-risk threats and putting them on the verge of being in total shutdown mode. So uh, Jack Windsor will explain all of that coming up at 10. He'll be with us for the entire 10 o'clock hour, by the way. You're going to want to be here for that. You want to know what's going on with COVID and uh, the Chinese coronavirus in the state of Ohio, you're not going to find out at 2 o'clock in the uh, daytime when uh, you hear these reports for, or these uh, press conferences from Mike DeWine. You're going to hear it from Jack uh, when we discuss it at 10.05 this morning. Back to Terry Crews. Back to Don Lemon. Back to the expose of the Black Lives Matter organization. Terry Crews again uh, play, or, uh, doing an interview with uh, Donald as Terry Crews has been dragged and tried to be canceled by the leftist cancel culture for not towing the black line, not, not uh, uh, keeping himself chained to the plantation of Democrat, liberal, liberal, liberal Democrat policies. Um, he's dared to speak out for himself. He's dared to become an Uncle Tom, if you will. And by the way, I, I should remind you about that, the actual movie Uncle Tom. Put together by Larry Elder, produced and starring Larry and a host of uh, African-American conservatives who have had their lives uh, turned upside down by people who, dare, who, who are furious that they dare to think for themselves and not just join the 90-plus plus percent of African-Americans that, that vote for Democrat policies, no matter how harmful they are to the black community. That's what the movie's all about. Most people are completely oblivious to the history of the Democrat Party, its involvement in racism. The true story is exposed in the movie Uncle Tom. Larry Elder, Candace Owens, Herman Cain, Brandon Tatum, and many more. Their stories of how their life was changed when they finally figured out the truth. Go to UncleTom.com, buy it, and watch it at UncleTom.com, and save yourself 20% with a promo code CLEVELAND. All right, UncleTom.com, promo code Cleveland, and look at the story of redemption and hope of black conservatives in America. So at any rate, let's get back to it. Uh, Terry Crews uh, has been dragged, and he is uh, essentially being called an Uncle Tom and a coon and every other negative name that um, liberal Democrats have for black uh, Americans who stray too far from their liberal plantation. Uh, here's Terry Crews again with Don Lemon. And when you have the leaders of the Black Lives Movement who are now talking about, you know, if we don't get our demands, we're going to burn it down. Uh, other black people who are talking about working with other whites and other uh, other races, they're, they're being viewed as sellouts or called Uncle Toms. It starts, it starts, you start to understand that you are now, 
you know, being controlled. You're not being treated as loved. You're actually being controlled. Someone wants to control the narrative. And I viewed it as a very, very dangerous self-righteousness that was developing that, you know, that, that really viewed themselves as better. It was a, almost a supremacist move. Let, let me jump where in, Where they viewed that black lives, their black lives mattered a lot more than mine. Okay. So let me jump in here. This that was incredibly important, by the way. What Terry Crews said was that the Black Lives Matter movement is about black supremacy, not about black equality. It is about supremacy. And to be truthful, how can it be anything but, considering we do have equality already? There is equality among the races. The Civil Rights Act, passed in 1964, guaranteed equality for everybody. And it's amazing that Don Lemon is having this moment again after he already had this moment with Morgan Freeman, where he said to Morgan Freeman, you know, clearly you can see how unequal things are, and I'm paraphrasing him, in the United States of America, and that uh, uh, inequality for African Americans is a huge problem. And Morgan Freeman said, no, it isn't. You and I are proof. Paraphrasing Morgan Freeman, now, and I'll find that clip during a break if I have to. He said, you and I are proof. Look at you. Where'd you grow up? Look where I grew up. Grew up black and poor in the South. And look at us now, millionaires talking together on television. Because black opportunity is the same as white opportunity. And Latina and every other ethnicity opportunity, it's American opportunity. It's amazing that Don Lemon is going to go down this rabbit hole again and be exposed by the likes of Terry Crews, who is not having his BS. And Terry Crews knows he's going to lose a lot of black fans because the, the same problem that exists in liberal Democrat politics, black people feeling like they must vote for the Democrat, Joe Biden saying it out loud, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. That's highly offensive. It is. It should be highly offensive to every black American. I don't know if there's ever been anything quite as insensitive and as racist as that. If you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Questioning people's culture and color based on their decision about who to vote for. Hey, that's, it just has never been as plain to see how incredibly racist an incredibly racist man like Joe Biden is. And Terry Crews is not having it. Don Lemon is saying, get your butt back here to the plantation. Why are you doing this? Why are you denigrating the Black Lives Matter movement? Why are you not focusing on police brutality that kills black people? And, and, it's, and, and it's astounding that anybody can see this in any other way than the, with the stark reality that is, it is star- that is staring us right in the face. Now let me move forward to the story that I told you about. It was the Associated Press. It's in pretty much every newspaper today. The Movement for Black Lives Matter. This is the organization that apparently represents some 150 different versions of Black Lives Matter, and it's been started by one of the Black Lives Matter co-founders, Patrice Cullors, is seeking a legislative uh, nuclear bomb. Now, this has not yet been sponsored by anybody in Congress, but this is their move. This is what they want Congress to sponsor, uh, somebody in Congress to sponsor, and for uh, Congress to vote on. It would be a nuclear bomb that would do exactly what Jihad Omar said we should do, which is to upend the entirety of the American economic and political system. In other words, the foundation of our country. This organization seeks to push forward this BREATHE Act that 
according to even liberal um, professors, will be an uphill battle because it is viewed as being radical. <laughs> she says this, does... Um, uh, does uh, University of Michigan professor Heather Ann Thompson, quote, I think these programs that they're suggesting eliminating only look radical if we really ignore the fact that there's been tremendous pre- pressure and meaningful reform uh, uh, for this criminal justice system. Every radical piece of legislation that we've ever passed in this country has been on the heels of the kinds of grassroots protests that we saw in the streets. End quote. Uh, it's only radical when you compare it to other. It's radical because it is absolutely dis- disturbingly um, anti-American and anti-freedom. That's what makes it radical. It's literally anti-freedom and equality. That's what this Black Lives Matter piece of legislation is. Let me continue. No members of Congress have yet said they plan to introduce the bill, but it is one early support among some of the most progressive lawmakers, including uh, Ayanna Presley, Sharia Tlaib, and Jihad Omar, as I mentioned before when I played that. The bill is broken into four sections, the first of which specifically would divest federal resources from incarceration and policing. In other words, close prisons. Close prisons and defund police. The other sections lay out a detailed plan to achieve what they call an equitable future, calling for sweeping changes that would eliminate federal programs and agencies used to finance and expand the U.S. criminal legal system. In other words, they literally want to get rid of the rule of law. There will be no rules. There will be no law. And if somebody does violate what somebody else considers to be a ruler law, there will be no punishment. They think this is going to create a system of equality? That this is going to create a system of peace? I mean, as I read the rest of this to you, I just want you to understand. They just tried this on the micro level in Seattle. Three weeks of Chaz or CHOP, which is exactly the system they're talking about here in this massive uh, piece of legislation that they would like to be introduced has been tried on the micro level, and it would it blew up inside of, two. I think, like two weeks. People were getting shot, assaulted, raped, killed. There were fights for power. I mean, it's incredible that anybody with a working brain, anybody with a functional cerebral cortex, can honestly see think that this is something that we should aspire to. It's been tried. By the way, it's been tried on another smaller level in nations like Venezuela, Cuba, I mean, honestly, the socialist-slash-communist nations have already tried all of this. Let's continue. The elimination would target agencies such as the Immigration and Customs Enforcement Agency, ICE, which has come under fire in recent years for its aggressive deportation efforts and lesser-known programs such as the Department of Defense 1033. Uh, I want to say this, too. ICE, of course, has got to go because that's what? That's a police force. It's a federal police force. The Associated Press, when we talk about them carrying the water for the Democrats and the liberals, when we talk about the AP being part of the media that President Trump calls the enemy of the people, there's a prime example of it. ICE hasn't come under fire in recent years for its aggressive deportation efforts, except in the eyes of people who think nobody should be deported. There's nothing aggressive about defending the border. And there's nothing aggressive about taking criminal illegal aliens and putting them on, uh, 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 you know, on a truck or a, a plane or whatever and sending them back where they came from. That's not aggressive. That is simple. And by the way, if it has been aggressive at any point in time in recent history, it was more aggressive in the eight years of the Obama administration than it has been in the three and a half years of Trump, I will build a wall uh, policies. 
Barack Obama and Joe Biden deported more illegal aliens in their eight years per capita per year than uh, than President Trump has. Continuing with the Associated Press and their glorification of this Black Lives Matter legislative wish, which could be more dangerous than the um, than the Green New Deal. The act, which also seeks to reduce the Department of Defense budget, would institute changes to the policing, pretrial detention, sentencing, and prosecution practices. That colors has uh, long uh, said long. Di- uh, I'm sorry said have long disproportionately criminalized black and brown communities, LGBTQ communities, indigenous peoples, and individuals with disabilities. Did you know that? Did you know the laws don't apply the same for white people as they do for black people and brown people, for straight people as they do for gay people? You know they don't they are not applied evenly when it comes to people who can walk uh compared to those who are in uh wheelchairs. Did you know that? How about that? i got to look that up because I've seen a lot of the U.S. Code of Criminal Conduct. I haven't read at all the United States Code, but um, I'm willing to learn. I'm going to look for the parts that show this is how we show. These are the laws that apply to people who are white. These are how the laws apply to the people who are black. These are, how law, these are laws that only apply to people who are gay, at straight, et cetera, et cetera, because this is what they want you to believe. And by the way, they glossed right over the fact that they want to reduce the Department of Defense budget. They want to demilitarize the United States. They want to get rid of the American military. So in the same place that they try to get rid of police officers, in the same uh, way, they want, and they want to erase the borders by getting rid of ICE. They, nobody who comes to this country should be threatened with deportation and going back. So we are a borderless society. We are a lawless society. We are a police-free society. And now we will also be at the mercy of any foreign power that looks, that would love to take over our land. By demilitarizing the United States, by reducing the Department of Defense budget and making us less safe. It would also demilitarize neighborhoods. The neighborhood demilitarization program would call for, would collect and destroy all equipment like military grade armored vehicles and weapons in the hands of local, state, and federal law enforcement agencies by 2022. So federal law enforcement agencies like the FBI, um, state agencies, local agencies, SWAT teams that have uh, bulletproof armored cars and they have all kinds of tactical gear to protect themselves from, I don't know, things like the rioters, the violent animalistic rioters that we have seen for the last five, six weeks on American streets? Assaulting, attacking, killing, burning, Antifa, BLM, revolutionary communists, revolutionary abolitionists, the police should not have any quote-unquote military-grade protective equipment against all of that. Federal law enforcement also would be unable to use facial recognition technology. The bill would, and also ankle monitoring, that would be out. Electronic surveillance would be out. The bill would end life sentences. So if you kill somebody, if you capture, torture, and rape, and kill a woman or a series of women, not only is the death penalty off the table, and I'm just pick, you know, naming a crime here, a horrific crime. Not only is the death penalty off the table, you couldn't even get life in prison. The bill would abolish all mandatory minimum sentencing laws. 
It would create a time-bound plan to close all federal prisons and immigration detention centers. Now I'll stop here and just point out, well, no, I won't stop. Let me give you two more quick paragraphs. The bill would direct Congress to establish a community public safety office that would conduct research on non-punitive public safety-focused interventions that would be funded through new grants and programs like a free-them-all matching grant program, offering a 50% federal match for projected savings when states and communities close their detention facilities, jails, and prisons. So in other words, states and counties should close their jails and prisons in order to get more grants from the federal government. I, I, I mean... Now I'll go back to the beginning of this, when the professor who supports this at the University of Michigan says, this isn't really radical, it just looks radical. It just looks radical when you ignore uh, all of the problems we have had in this country before. No more military, no more police, no more jails, no more detention centers, no more uh, deportations, no more borders, uh, no more laws. This is what they want to build. And I'm going to say this as if your life depends upon it, because our lives do depend upon it. If you allow the Democrats to take the White House on November 3rd, if you allow them to take control of the Senate on November 3rd, and give them continued control of the House on November 3rd, you will be bringing about everything that I just read to you. It will be coming, and we will be powerless to stop it. I'll be right back. Okay, it's 9.57. Don't forget we got Jack Windsor coming up after the top of the hour. Very much looking forward to that conversation. We're going to uh, blow the lid off of uh, all of the lies, the dishonesty, the deceit, the, uh, uh, the ridiculous new rules put in place by Governor Mike DeWine and his team. Uh, the most regretful vote I have ever cast in my adult life since I turned 18 years old has been the one for Mike DeWine. Absolutely disgusted with myself. And not that I had much of a choice, because I uh, supported and uh, publicly advocated for Mary Taylor during the primary. When it came time t- uh, to vote for DeWine or Cordray, I, uh, I don't know, I should have written in, uh, I should have written in Khalid Namar, who is on the air with us right now on AM 1420, The Answer. My friend Khalid uh, is the co-host of the Todd Allen Show you hear on Sunday nights right here on AM 1420, The Answer. Hey, Khalid, how are you, my friend? Oh, man, I am fired up. You said a lot of things this this morning and uh i i just want to hit real quick uh i took you know some training in in studying the left movement the issue is never the issue and that's the one thing that was burned in my mind the fight for 15 wasn't about 15 dollars an hour it was about increasing union membership but the trojan horse was the fight for 15 for mcdonald's workers uh the blm movement is a marxist trojan horse that's all it is the issue is never the issue there's always some underlying uh agenda that these leftists have and and speaking of your prison uh comments i've said this on my show and i've said it to god knows how many people who don't ever respond to the comment that since 1999 the white prison population has doubled 
It's doubled, but you've never seen that in any headlines anywhere. There are more white women in prison now than ever before, but you've never seen that on CNN or MSNBC. So if race disparities mean racism, then somebody's going after white people and, and white women in America. And the last thing I want to say about the, uh, the, the, the prison numbers is it's all particularly, uh, it's, it's trending, it comes in certain behaviors, and the left never wants to address behavior. So if race disparities mean racism, then why are Asian people less incarcerated than whites? Because you never see whites and Asians compared in any statistical categories. Because if you do, it blows everything out of the water. You know, uh, that's a point that nobody likes to make when we talk about minorities. Uh, and we talk about, uh, you know, people that have been oppressed at various points in time and sometimes very severely in the United States. If you go back to the Japanese internment uh, during World War II, uh, and you go back to, quite frankly, the way Chinese people have, were treated, especially at the turn of the last century uh, when they came here. And, uh, you know, they were essentially uh, treated like like uh, indentured servants. Uh, you know, they were paid, but very little to help us, you know, build the foundation of this country we can go forward through the railroads and everything else but chinese people and asian people in general have faced extraordinary difficulties and yet they as you pointed out khalid nobody compares them to white people they blow white people away in terms of achievement uh, per capita here in the united states in terms of earnings in terms of schooling in terms of degrees test scores etc etc what's the difference what's the difference between that minority group and other minority groups it's culture. Nigerians are doing exceptionally well. If you look at the kids who get accepted to a lot of Ivy League schools, those are first-generation West African children who are now being discriminated against by blacks on college campuses, which I'm going to cover on my show at some point. Uh, Asian, South Asian Indians, particularly Gujaratis, own 40% of the hotels and motels in this country. Wow. Wow. So this is not things that it blows their institutional racism garbage out of the well, water. They, what it does is it blows their white privilege garbage out of the Absolutely. water. Absolutely. It is not Absolutely. about privilege. It's about your culture, and it's about your uh, values. Quite frankly, you know, the Asian communities in this country, the Asian families, they raise their kids with a, with a, white, with a, with a mother and a father in the home, and they make sure the kids go to school. They make sure they do home, their homework. They make sure that they put themselves in a position to succeed. That is something that Absolutely. cannot be said for every culture in America. Uh, Khalid, thank you, thank my, you friend. my friend. God bless you. Appreciate the call. We're going to take a time out now for news.